You're listening to Mornings with Eric and Bridget here on Moody Radio 89.3. Well, Wendy Speaks says no book has ever been written nor ever will be that holds the power to sway a human heart toward the Word of God more than the Bible itself. So let's talk about how do we dive into God's Word, not just say we're Bible-believing, but also Bible-reading. Wendy Speak is the author of this 40-Day Feast. Good morning, Wendy. Thanks for joining us. Absolutely. Good morning to you both. Yeah, we want to get into a little bit of your history with God's Word here shortly, but we were talking about this a little bit ago. The word fasting scares me, it scares me away sometimes, okay? So <laughs> because of failure, because of I just can't do this right, I don't know how to start. I mean, So did you kind of change because of that, the, the perception that that word has, change it to feasting just to kind of help us get started down this road? No, no, I wasn't that smart. Um, <laughs> but I was actually, it was very off the cuff. I actually did start with fasting. That's where the story starts. It was about a decade ago, and I was ministering to moms who were struggling with anger, and I was not a smart, uh, knowledgeable fasting person. But I said, what would happen if we set down sugar for 40 days? That's where this started. And so in mass, everyone's like, oh, I know I'm turning to sugar during my days. So what started as a physical detox, so we would be stable with our kids, not riding those emotional ups and downs, became a a Bible feast. We said, I don't want to turn from sugar high to sugar high. I want to start turning to the most high. And so without a lot of fasting knowledge, because aren't we all scared of that idea, we said, okay, I'm willing to do this because I'm turning to the wrong things. I'm feasting on the wrong things to get me through my days. So after now, almost 10 years of hosting this annual 40-day sugar fast, and we also do an annual 40-day social media fast, I said, yes, but the goal is feasting if we're fasting or not. So how do we live a feasting life, feasting on God's Word? Because you're right, as you mentioned, most Bible believers aren't Bible readers. So how do we acquire that appetite? How did you acquire Mm -hmm. that appetite for God's Word? Mm, you know, of all these interviews, I don't think anyone's asked me that. <laughs> um, I do think that there are two things. One, I think it can just be given to us by the Lord, where we have a hunger. And I think that we all do, and I think we're confused about what the hunger is. Mm. I think He's given us all a hunger for Himself, a hunger for the filling that's empty, you know, the empty space within us. But we don't know what that hunger is, and so we turn to the wrong things, whether that's binge-watching Netflix or grabbing your drink to get you through, whether that's your morning Starbucks run or your afternoon cup of wine, a glass of wine. We're all reaching for something to fill us up. I think that we were all given a hunger, but I was young when I realized that I had a hunger for God's Word. The second way to, um, I would say, awaken that hunger is to ask God, help me to hunger and thirst for your word. I'm reminded of the verse that says we're supposed to love the Lord with all our heart, soul, mind, strength. And um, I have a friend who says, I don't love God with all my heart, but I want with all my heart to love him with all my heart. And that's what I think about hunger. Let's ask God. Help me to hunger for you. Help me to hunger and thirst for righteousness and hunger for your word. 
you know, sometimes I think we get intimidated because there's always that person that has the right verse. They always know where to go. And you're like, I don't know my Bible that well. I don't know this. And we get intimidated by them. But what you're saying is we all have that same hunger and thirst, and we just need to get into his word. And don't be so concerned about everybody else. Be concerned with where God wants you to be, right? Absolutely. And that's what I say during our sugar fast is um, that the details of the sugar fast aren't important. God never asked for a sugar sacrifice. He just wants anything that's getting in the way between us taking our burdens to him. He says, come to me when you're when you're weary and heavy laden. I'll give you rest. I'll give you what you need. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. All these other things that you struggle with, we're going to deal with those, too. I mean, that's my translation there, but... <laughs> But I think that you're absolutely right. This isn't, there isn't a, a how to read God's word and what hungering for his word should play out like in every single cookie cutter Christian's life. Mm-hmm. But ask him, ask him, awaken a hunger in my heart, in my belly for you. You're the only thing that's going to satisfy and I'm going to find you in your word. So how have you structured this 40-day feast? When we crack open this book, what are we going to find? Oh, that's a nice question. It is, um, it is a simple um, invitation, I like to say, to the table. We'll go with a feasting uh, picture here to pull up a chair and daily open up a short devotional that I'm hoping is not going to be the feast, but will whet your appetite for God's Word. So in the first third of the book, um, those daily devotions really focus on why should we turn to God's Word? Why is it sweet? Why is it satisfying? What is it about? If if what's keeping you from God's Word is this feeling of, I don't even know the biblical narrative. I don't even know what it's about. Don't know where to start. What is the story from Genesis to Revelation in just a couple chapters? Um Let's get familiar with why we should feast on it. And then the middle section are very simple, very practical. This is not your Masters of Divinity program. How do we? So we talk about why we should, and the why is really a who. But then we transition into, okay, but how? And in that final section, those daily devotions focus on, okay, well, if we are reading it, if we've gone from being Bible believers and now we're Bible readers, what should our lives look like? How do we do what it says and not just read what it says? Mm-hmm. And um, at the end of every chapter, there's a suggested Bible reading because God's Word is the feast. My words are just the appetizer to awaken your hunger and point you towards the main course. You know, I was listening to David Jeremiah just a few months ago, and he said, you know what you need to do if you don't feel like reading God's Word? You need to sit yourself in a chair, put your feet on the ground, open up God's Word, and start reading it. And he's, he was very point, uh, you know, point of fact. You just need to get into it. You just need to start. And I think sometimes we're not that rough with ourselves, are we? Mm, you know, that's such a great that's such a great thought. And I think of it as um, exercise, right? right. I, my doctor tells me I'm sick, or my doctor tells me I have diabetes, and I must cut out, cut out eating that thing. And we say, but I don't want to, but that's work, but I don't know how to. And the doctor will look at you square in the eye and say, it doesn't matter if you want to. <laughs> if you want to live, this is going to get you 10 more years, you know, but we don't want 10 more years. We want a lifetime in God's presence. And he says, I'm going to show you how to live abundantly in this life, healthy and in the next. But when we're talking about how we eat and how we 
exercise, that exercise is to build, build muscle. But God wants us to build spiritual muscle, and we call those spiritual disciplines. And yes, Pastor Jeremiah, he's right. <laughs> put yourself in a seat, put your feet on the ground, put that Bible in your lap, open it up. This is a spiritual di- uh, discipline, but it's also a relationship. We're not reading the Bible to know the Bible. We're reading the Bible to know God. Mm-hmm. Well, we are speaking with Wendy Speak, author of The 40-Day Feast. It's funny because I opened up your book. You guys are talking about Pastor Jeremiah, but you brought us to a verse in Jeremiah, <laughs> chapter 15, that says, Your words were found, and I ate them, and your words became to me a joy and a delight of my heart. You really take this image of this feasting and us tasting that God's word is good, and then you encourage us to do something our mothers told us not to do, and that's to talk with our mouths full. <laughs> what do you mean by this, Wendy? Well, God, God is all about restoring relationship with us, with himself. And that's why he sent his son to bring us back into a right, restored relationship. But, you know, when he created us, you know what he created first? He created a feast for us. So he made the garden. He filled it with trees that produced fruit. He made those self-propagating seeds and root systems. He created a feast. And then he created us and put us in that feasting garden. He made us for fellowship. He made us to feast with himself. And when we ingest God's word, he wants us to, to ask him to help us digest it too. And that means let's eat it up. And then let's talk to him. So let's talk with our mouths full is the, the picture there. Let's, let's read God's word. But let's also say, but God, you want, you want to talk to me. This, you're not a monologuing God. You're a dialoguing God. The same Holy Spirit that inspired the word is going to inspire us in the reading of the word. But we're going to be confused sometimes, especially when we're in Leviticus. We're going to be like, wait a minute, but what does this mean? And he is so kind to make that monologue and turn it into a dialogue. So you're not recommending we start in Leviticus? Where, where do you recommend we go to start this whole thing? You know, I, I would say if you are a Bible, if you are hungry to love God's Word, but you've never been in God's Word, outside of a passage here or there, following along when your pastor encourages you to open your Bible, I would say start in the Gospels. I really love to suggest people start in the book of John, but at the same time, I, I like the book of Matthew and say, do Matthew, then Mark, then Luke, then John. And then once you've really familiarized yourself with this Son of God who loves you so much that He is the message and the messenger of the whole Word of God, we're told that He actually is the Word. Um, once you're familiar with Him, turn the page and go into the book of Acts and just keep on reading. Find out about what our lives should look like if we are followers of Christ. And then go on into the epistles and you'll get so much encouragement there. However, if you're familiar with all of that and you've just fallen out of the habit of Bible study, I would suggest open to Genesis. Start at the beginning. Ask the Lord to help you develop that spiritual discipline of Bible reading. And read it through from Genesis to Revelation. Invite a couple of friends to do it with you. Just because I encourage people to read the Bible for themselves doesn't mean they need to read it by themselves. Mm -hmm. So invite others to do it with you or get a commentary or log on to the Bible Recap podcast and let Tara Lee Cobble help you through. Um, Just open it up. And you're right, Eric. Start somewhere. 
Mm-hmm. You know, as a guy, I like Mark because it's one of those things you can it's quick it's a quick read. You can get through Mark pretty quickly and say, "Oh, I went through one of the gospels already." I mean, Matthew's great, but it's a little bit long for for me and my reading style. So Mark, I was like able to hammer that out and say, yeah, and, and kind of give myself a pat on the back. So maybe that's a place you want to start, too. Well, um, <laughs> we want, I, I'm having a hard time on this one. Okay, okay. Listen. I, it's nice that we feel good about yeah. that we did it. And there's something there. And I do, goodness, what is the verse? Is it in Zephaniah that says, that God does not despise the day of small beginnings. <laughs> and I think it feels good to say, wow, Lord, I opened up your word. Yes. I prioritized something that I thought was too hard for me. You carried me through this short chapter. And we could say the same about Colossians. I mean, that's a wonderful place to start, too. If, if you're a Bible believer but not a Bible reader, open to one of those short letters, too. Mm-hmm. But once you do say, God, 28 days in the book of Matthew, one chapter a day, and then it doesn't have to be overwhelming. You don't, know, you don't need to know how to do the world's most complicated, in-depth, inductive Bible study. Ask these three questions. God, what are you telling me about who you are? Two, God, what are you telling me about who I am? And three, how should I live differently as a direct result? Again, the God who inspired the writing of the Word is going to inspire us in the reading of the Word. And so say, in some small manner, or even some small book of the Bible, I'm going to start here, and then turn the page and keep reading the next day. That's important. Turn that page. That's so good. That is so good. And a great place to start and some encouragement is found in the 40-Day Feast by Wendy Speak. We've been speaking with her this morning. We've got a link to this resource and her website at ericandbridget.org.